welcome to Coffee Podcast. I'm Ali. And I'm Emma. And each episode we read a short... We don't read it. <laughs> Other, Other people, people read, read it. it. Jinx, only a Coke. <laughs> Other people... We listen. We listen <laughs> they to read. a short Australian story. We listen. We also talk. While we have our morning coffee. We drink. We listen. We talk. They, they're reading. Now, this episode is slightly late. Because I did move this week, which may also be the reason you may hear a bit more background noise. There are a lot more magpies around this apartment than I anticipated. It's ambiance. But it's interesting. Ambiance <laughs> is how you say that word. How I say that word. Thank you for letting <laughs> me you. know. Like, not me. <laughs> you. Great. Um... So this episode is Emma's turn. It is my turn. Um, I have picked Disturbance by Susan McCreary that appears in the anthology Loopholes. It's going to be read by Alex Neal. And just a warning that this story is disturbing and discusses domestic violence. So if that's an area that you don't want to listen to, maybe tune out and if you need a support line, call 1-800-RESPECT or 1-800-737-732. And that's the National Domestic Violence Counselling Line. It's free. And have a listen. Crash. The newlyweds were at it again. Moved in three months ago and barely a night without a fight. You'd never know it to look at them. Arms twined around each other in the lift, sweet as sweet. He holds her really tight. She's shedding that weight, too. Just as she should, being a fitness instructor. What a racket! He cranked up the volume on the TV. Danish crime drama, so the sound wasn't important. But he liked the lilt of the dialogue. Thud! Who would be married? Thank Christ he was single again. Once bitten. He and Shalima used to fight. She pulled an AVO on him. Where'd she get the idea he wanted to hurt her? Oh, wow, what? So he twisted her arm. Once. Could hardly see the mark after a week. Nothing broken. Spitting at her? Spitting's not punching. And the time her head collided with his fist, well, she carried on as though it was deliberate. Slam. That was their door. Silence. Thank Christ. She's probably running away. They all do that. But they're so easy to track down. So easy. So much creepiness in a minute and 20 seconds. Yes. What a horrible time. Yes. Mm. What did you think? It was very well written. And for almost that exact reason i did not like it yes (laughs) i found it a very stressful listen um it just oozes in your head afterwards yeah horrible echo and i think it's it's a really important issue and like interesting's the wrong word but area to look at you know and to talk about so i think it's very important that we have more stories about this sort of thing 
But I also find the way that this particular story has been written Mm. very stressful. Mm. I mean, it's almost the problem of when you have a writer write so well from the perspective of someone who you detest and you're forced to share their mind. Yeah. And then you leave the story and you're just left with this feeling of, I didn't want to be inside that head. Exactly. And it is very stressful. And it also makes me think of like, I've always found it a little odd that um, particularly with old fashioned movies, it was like, if you're going to have a bad guy in the movie, they're going to get punished by the end of it. Mm. But it's stories like this that make me appreciate that where I'm like, I wanted this guy to have a sudden fall off a balcony by the end Mm. of the story or to have something, some sort of karma happen Mm. by the end that would show some sort of setting right of the situation, which I obviously is not realistic or accurate in Mm. any sort of real world sense. But the being left on that note of just they're probably running away, but it's so easy to find them. Because he wins at the end. Yeah. He has all the power at the end. Means that he wins, means that like I just despite the fact that you never even meet either of the I'm assuming female characters in the story mm. um, it just makes me feel so much for them mm. of just how horrific that situation is and mm. would be yeah and they're off stage as well mm. like you don't hear from them you don't have any insight into where they are what they're doing how they are yeah it's all focus from inside his mind yes yeah and the fact that like and i i do remember seeing this as something that was written about in an article about domestic violence or something of that, of that belief that everyone else's relationship is like this that other people that it's it's very easy to get trapped in a situation of like well particularly for victims like mm. that well yeah of course he never hurts me when we're out mm. but that means that or poten- he never hits my face yeah but that means potentially everyone else is also going through the same mm. thing because Potentially everyone is reflecting the same act that yeah. you're doing. Mm. And, and it's all behind closed doors, right? And because like arguably you don't actually know that this newlywed couple are going through a domestic violence mm. or, or have a violent relationship. Everything is seen through his eyes. Mm. But what you definitely do know is that this character is getting it reinforced other people's relationships are also like oh, this. That's a really good point. That my yeah. behavior is okay because mm. other people do this too. Yeah, because he makes the point at the end, like, she's probably running away. Like, yeah. those other women probably ran away and they're all the same. Yeah, exactly. That, like, of course they run away. They all do. Mm. Because, like, you know, that's what we all do. Yeah. That it's okay to do this. Yeah, and even in the scene where they're, I think, are they in a lift or outside and... He comments yeah. on how he's holding her really tightly. And re- and when you hear it, you're like, that's controlling. That is a sign mm. of abuse. That is something not right. But then maybe that is his own perception. Exactly. You don't actually know that. Like, I mean, that's how you're meant to hold them. Then, then newlyweds, mm. the idea that they would hold each other 
when in public is not foreign. Mm, mm. So it's sort of like all of this other person, this other couple's actions are being seen through his eyes mm. and just reinforcing his idea that a violent relationship is correct and right. Yeah. But we never actually have any evidence that... Well, not not solid evidence, I would mm, say. It's just the sound effects. It's the yeah. thud smash, which again, maybe he... Exactly, like it, like it's twisting. It's, it's not like there's no reason for him to think that. I think, mm. but I think that you can also say, like, yeah, like if they're watching TV really loud, mm. or if they're having a lot of arguments, they could just be having arguments. I, I guess it's just like, yeah, there's no. I found like the fact that there's no a hundred percent solid evidence means like mm. you can't. You can definitely safely kind of assume that that's where the author was going with it. Mm. But potentially, yeah, it's just this kind of You're watching. depending a lot on his perspective. Yeah. And we don't like his. No. <laughs> that's, I suppose that's where I'm going. His perspective is it's already like, very off, <laughs> off base. I find him a very unreliable narrator. Mm. <laughs> so despite the fact that there may be evidence that this other couple is also having a violent relationship. Yeah. I also hate this man as a narrator. So. Yeah. And you can tell, um, I mean, there's just so many creepy things in how he's talking about them as well. Like there's the tight comment, like holding her really mm. tightly. And then there's the weight comment. But did you hear how oh, I hated that bit? Horrible. But did you hear how he's like, as he should, as she should, Yes. because they're a fitness instructor. And it was only the second time I listened to it where I was like, how does he know that? Oh, like I mean, you could assume maybe that he's seen her go to work or something. But the more I listened to it, the more I was like, no, that's creepy that he knows exactly what her job is because you don't see them talking or chatting or anything. And I'm sure he's creepy as hell. I, f- I feel like I did assume that he potentially had just met the neighbors or something. So knew mm. what she did. But I don't know. I, th- I think that it's, I think it's line level. still like adding in her occupation seemed like just a way to justify his thought process Mm-mm. that I think his thought process was just like, she is a woman. She should be thin. Mm. She should lose weight. Mm. And that is her responsibility as mm-hmm. part of this couple. Um, and he's watching it yeah. as well. He's watching her progress because he says, "Yeah, yeah, it's she's like it been shedding the just weight." Shows this incredibly controlling mindset, which is ugh. just obsessive. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's so gross. Makes my skin crawl <laughs> totally. And I think the other line that I kind of just wanted to—I don't, I don't even know what I want to say about it, but I just want to like draw attention to was the spitting isn't punching Mm. followed immediately by the sentence of i can't can't remember the exact phrase but like it's not my fault that her face collided with my fist yes and it was like that is a punch yeah what you were describing is a punch (laughs) i found that line like it's possibly the best line in it in terms of writing because it really draws attention to how we use passive language when it comes to domestic violence and abuse against women. Whenever, often, unless you have an amazing journalist or paper, it's written so passively 
like woman attacked by man, woman killed by partner. And the focus is always on the woman Mm. and what like in a negative way. And it's not on the man. Like the man is not shown as accountable. It's not the man did this. Well, yeah. And it was is exactly the same thing here. Like, well, her head happened to collide with my fist. There yeah. is just no importance laid on the actual agent of the sentence, which is him. Like he did something. And it and it's used a few times throughout the story. Like, there's heaps of passive language used throughout it, and it's just a total way of evading accountability. And yeah. all of the emphasis is on them, on the women, on her head, and it's not his fault at all. He's just a victim in all of this because mm. she's doing all of these things. She pulled an AVO on him. Yeah. You know, it's just total shifting of the sentence structure to create that effect, which I feel like I see every day in the paper. Yeah, it definitely, I suppose, yeah, like that is a good point that like it reflects a lot of the way that this issue is dealt with by media, that Mm. like so often it is this incredibly passive language, which entirely is just, you know, woman ran into knife held by man. Yeah, exactly. What? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure he, he kind of, moved the knife into her i mean there are so many very real harmful societal attitudes that are covered so well in this story to like too well mm. and that's what gives you that queasy feeling yeah that's- like the complete shifting of blame the complete passiveness the contempt for women that's shown throughout the whole thing but interestingly, also, the line where he's like, oh, once bitten, as if his heartbreak, yes. how someone has hurt him so much that this behavior is warranted and quite normal. Yeah. The idea that he will have to, like, get over this previous partner mm. in order to like have a new relationship when it's just like um i have a feeling like maybe she's gonna have a lot more to get over Mm. than you yes and i mean you're Uh, right it's like i don't think it's the job of literature and art to have some kind of corrective morality within them because you've always got flawed people creating a morality that is often immoral if you look yeah. in history. Like it's it's not real to mm. to f- like it's not realistic for all media how to have that correcting force. Yes, but sometimes you just really it want it. Just 100% makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's just a nice thing to think that these People who think like this will either learn better or will have something terrible happen. I shouldn't say that, no. But, But, or like, you know, justice ideally. But also, um, I mean, maybe sometimes what I think about issues like this is that maybe it's enough that it inspires those feelings within the listener. Yeah. 
and makes them angry because frankly I don't think people are angry enough that this is happening so maybe it's enough that you have that response and you do get angry about it because that's the correct (laughs) response and you should act on that and do something because these stories are around every day and like not enough is happening to fix it yeah so it is it's something and i suppose i just wanted to throw in here the um obviously domestic family violence counseling service is available at 1-800-737-732 so that was disturbance by susan mccreary read by alex neal you can find the anthology it's in loopholes at the spineless wonders website shortaustralianstories.com.au and we are supported by the australia council for the arts Thanks for listening. Stay caffeinated. Mm-hmm.